0: The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there everybody and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast. The big old 5-0 today. Oh, oh. my god, midlife crisis. Call back to last week. Oh yeah, there <laughs> you go. it's like way too early to put in a card, but now I have to. <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: Yeah, we're not doing Faith and War this week, but yes, your host suffering the midlife crisis are Chris and
1: Savannah and that is ultimately true.
0: Yeah, we're getting there, aren't we, Oh, boy? Oh, god. But anyways, that's for us to deal with in our own personal time, because now it's time for the Write the Record podcast. So, hey, thank you very much for joining us today on episode 50. It's like I know that some people think episode 50 is huge. Some people are just like, oh, it's the halfway point to 100. Regardless, 50 episodes, I think, is a big number for us at the very least. Who, who I, thought we would have been here?
1: That, yeah. And I point that out almost every week. How the hell are we still doing this? How the hell do we still get people listening and commenting on the videos? I I don't get it. I wild
0: we don't get it but we love you for it anyway oh hell yeah so on that note thank you very much for joining us today thank you very much for being a part of episode 50 we sure hope you like what you see on the episode today what you hear too because obviously there's music involved so if you like anything you see and or hear make sure you like subscribe rate comment share follow all those things help build the musical community that you know we are trying to build we've been trying to build it since episode one 50 episodes (laughs) later we ain't done yet so go ahead please do all those things help us out especially over in the audio world leave those positive ratings and reviews build us up let people more people find us because we want more people like you to be a part of the community and of course on YouTube make sure you hit that subscribe button and the like button but that subscribe button especially because when we hit 100 subscribers we're giving away records <laughs> Just in case you didn't know that yes, but yes, we say that almost every time. Once we hit 100 subscribers, which we are nearing, we're like 17 off by the time we're recording this, so yes. we're getting there. Yeah. One record a month for every month of that, we're over 100 subscribers, so make sure if you want to get on, on that, hit that subscribe button. Friends, family, do everything. Get people here.
1: Yes, and it will be a record that we have reviewed. It won't be Shania Twain. I'm sorry. Maybe one day.
0: Until someone requests, and then becomes one of the options. But <laughs> well, also, that
1: that is the one day.
0: <laughs> and there's a, there's a bunch of like rules and regulations in this little contest too. One of the big ones being not every album will be available. Trust me, I've done my research. Some of them you just can't get on vinyl, yeah. and some of them are way too expensive. So select albums, but still, there's there's some pretty good ones in the mix, regardless. Yes, yes, yes. But anyways, also too, you can do all those things for free, you know, helping the show and building this up. But you could also financially support us if you so do wish it is optional, but com slash write the record is where you can do it. Join the RTR club. Five dollars a month. We'll get your, uh, get you a shout out name card at the end of the thing there, uh, at the end of each episode and everything like that. Uh, we also do exclusive content, which I know I keep saying and I, I I'll have to make a note about that later. I screwed up, but there's, an, there's, there's still a bonus episode coming. Just. I, I screwed something up. And <laughs> if you have music, if you have a band, we will review one of your songs exclusively over on Kofi. So make sure you do that. RTR Club, five bucks a month.
1: Um, And if you have been following us for a while, you will know that I have offered a lock of my hair if you join the RTR Club. I do not remember how much it costs. I believe it was
0: $10. I think it was 10
1: Now, as I was getting my hair cut this morning, I looked down at the piece of hair and thought, I should take this. This would be funny. Then I thought, I don't want somebody to clone me or um, implicate me in any sort of nefarious deeds using the DNA extracted from my hair. So I now retract that statement and that offer. And this is the statement my lawyers have have prepared for me. Thank you.
0: But also, sorry, we cannot issue refunds. Legally, we cannot issue refunds.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's it. So if if your $10 is already in the mail, I apologize. You will probably get a cat whisker. That's it. That's that's really uh, it. Then
0: they'll just clone your cat and then put that into evil mischief yeah. and everything like that.
1: Yeah, well, it's not like she doesn't do it already. So it's fine. <laughs> it's fine.
0: Well, all <laughs> that and more on Rate the Record minus Savannah's hair, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, anything you want to find about the website uh, uh, about the show can be found over on our website, ratetherecord.ca. Let's just throw that out there real quick. Yes. So yeah, episode 50 today, and today I'm going to bend on over, because not really, because I'm sitting in a chair, but I chose the album for episode 50, it didn't really work out that way, like I didn't make it happen that way, It just ha- so it happened to be this way, and I chose this thing right here, audio listeners, I'm holding up the vinyl copy of System of Down's Toxicity, 2001's Toxicity, it feels nice, and I think I've only listened to this copy once, this copy, because I've been listening to this album for 21 years, but this vinyl copy I've only listened to once.
1: Nice ASMR, tap, tap. Yeah. i like it. nice
0: nice sounds like a, a cat like clawing at a door or something like that <laughs>
1: yeah i know what that's like
0: oh i bet you do because uh it's actually been a while since your cat's made an appearance on the podcast
1: i know because there's a second person in the house now to wrangle them up so we don't have to make 17 edits
0: perfect perfect uh, perfect uh, fine uh, <laughs> the, 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 whatever <laughs> anyways oh
1: my god <laughs>
0: if you're if you've been here before you know that we make dumb puns like this all the time welcome back thank you for enjoying the puns and everything that we do on the show we sure hope that you uh continue to stick around and hang out with us enjoy the music but if you're new here welcome to the show we hope you enjoy your stay same thing with the people who've been here before we hope you like that what you hear not only today but in the past episodes and of course the future episodes as well that means you don't know what we do here so each week savannah and i we will choose an album be completely random like this one's pretty random today. So that's kind of what we do. We also do anniversary albums. Is it turning 20, 30, 40, 45? Something like that. Some big milestone. We will cover it. We got your back. Mm-hmm. Not every single album, obviously, because there's way too many. Or sometimes we do requests like last week, for example, we it was another one of the requests we've done in the past. Faith No More's Angel Dust was a pretty decent album, I suppose. Yeah. But regardless, we do choose an album. We discuss the songs at length. We rank the songs and then we. The record! Okay, there you right. go. See, I didn't mess with you that time. I had
1: to get it. Yeah, It would make me look silly. I'm like waiting for it, and then you say it slow. God damn it!
0: Yeah, exactly. I I didn't. I had no intentions of screwing with you today. I'm just, I'm just happy to move on forward, and you don't have (laughs) to say it later now. (laughs) Oh, I might. I suppose. But yes, today is System of a Down's Toxicity album. Uh, quite the uh, renowned album of the 2000s. One of the It's been called one of the best metal albums of the 2000s. I can tell you about that and more right now as I explain a little bit about it. So in case you didn't know, System of a Down is an Armenian American metal band that originated in Glendale, California. The band consists of frontman Serge Tankian, guitarist Darren Malakian, bassist Shavo Odagian, and drummer John Dolmayan. Yes, there's a lot of those like long stretched last names there. And there's probably other names coming up later that I'm sorry if I butcher because a lot of them again are (laughs) Armenian names. The band as we know it formed in 1994, after Serge and Darren had formed a band called Soil in 1992 with two other people. They hired Chavo on to be the band manager, but eventually switched to second guitar for that band. After only one show in 1994, the band split up and Serge, Darren, and Chavo formed System of a Down. They originally recruited drummer Andy uh Catchaturian and began writing music with him. They played a show in 1995 under the name Soil in Los Angeles and would release a non-commercial untitled demo tape that would go on to be leaked online some years later, which yes, you can actually find now. Catchetarian, I I hope I'm saying that right, left the band in 1997 due to a hand injury and was replaced by current drummer John Delmayan. Around this time, the band caught the attention of renowned record producer Rick Rubin, who eventually signed them to American slash Columbia Records. I believe that's one two maybe two labels separate I don't know just the way I read it regardless (laughs) they would release their debut album in 1998 and tour the majority of the year getting a lot of notoriety doing so because they opened for Metallica Slayer and eventually played Ozfest. so all that on your very first album holy shit yeah yeah at all well then again you got ties to Rick Rubin he'll get you in anywhere you gotta go yeah So with their fan base exploding after much media attention, they would eventually go on to release their second and most acclaimed album to date, Toxicity, in September 2001. The album was released through American and Columbia Records and was recorded at Cello Studios in Hollywood, California. The album was produced by Rick Rubin along with Serge and Darren. The album came with many controversies, including riding due to the cancellation of a free show due to crowds being larger than anticipated. It was supposed to be a promo show they expected, like, Two or three thousand and then ten thousand showed up. So Uh whoopsie daisies. Yeah. And there was also a similar show that to be cut down, uh, canceled for similar reasons. Although they wanted to avoid a riot for that one. So that's why they just didn't even plan it. So that's a little weird. Um, And also, they did tour with Slipknot after the release of this album, uh, where Shavo was harassed, racially profiled, and physically assaulted by security guards when he tried to get backstage with the band. Uh, and not trying to justify it at all, but just the state of mind that America was in at the time. This was yeah. October 2001, post-9-11. Obviously, like, you know, uh, xenophobic fears were at yeah. their, like, peaks. so... But he was
1: trying to get in backstage at a show he was playing.
0: Yes, like, because system, system was on tour with Slipknot, and yeah. Shavo was just trying to get backstage prior to the show, and security kicked the shit Ooh. out of him. Uh, Shavo pressed charges. I don't know what happened with Good. that, but I'm pretty sure he won that or settled out to court. Yeah, yikes, that's fucked. And also, they had songs that were temporarily pulled from radio, i.e. like Chop Suey, for example, because of the September 11th attacks and everything like that. And some stations felt that the lyrics were very insensitive for the time, despite the fact this album has nothing to do with nine eleven. It was released prior to that, written prior to that. So yeah, I, I hate the tie-ins to it, but whatever. That's yeah. how it was. Again, post nine eleven, America got really weird.
1: I guess any song that says uh, angels deserve to die, they're like, we're not touching that. Let's well, just I take that I cry when off.
0: angels deserve to die. Yeah. There you go. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Sounds about Jesus anyways. So despite this, the album got rave reviews across the board, AllMusic gave it a f- uh, gave it 5 stars. I always make a comment saying all-, <laughs> all music just loves fucking everything.
1: Every time I look at reviews when I when I write the intro now, I always look at AllMusic going, yeah, fucking typical. They love
0: everything.
1: Oh my god.
0: They gave it 5 stars, Blabbermouth gave it 10 out of 10, Krangin gave it 5 out of 5, Alternative Press gave it 9 out of 10, Pitchfork 8.2 out of 10, and many other high and respectable scores. The album has many accolades, way too many for me to read off, so go ahead and please 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 look it up on your own time. Mm. The album went to number one in the US and Canada and number three in the UK and again to number one in 2005 on the Billboard Top Catalog Albums chart. The album went 17 times platinum and 8 times gold across the world and it spawned three singles, "Chop Suey," Toxicity, and Aerials, the one I'm pretty sure. All these songs people are super familiar with. Oh
1: yeah, I've heard all of them for sure.
0: I don't know how you could have lived in the 2000s and not heard at least 10 times every single song.
1: Yeah, dang.
0: Yeah, this is this is a quite the massive album. Like people thought they were good on their first one. Like this is when it really picked up for them.
1: Yeah, I didn't hear about them until a couple years later. Like actually be aware of them until they released. What is it? Hypnotize, memor- mesmerize
0: yeah like it in, was a double album yeah yeah
1: yeah that that's really when i became aware of them because i was watching uh i don't remember what song it is but there was a music video that was played being played on much music quite frequently
0: maybe uh a little B-O-I-O-B, slower b-o-i-o-b questions lonely day
1: lonely day probably if they were on a tour bus and it was
0: really slow and slow sad. motion yeah lonely day yeah. okay, okay. it's never too big on that song yeah well that's not on this album this is toxicity so i guess we can start talking about it now so let's do it song number one prison song you gotta love that surprise opening huh
1: oh it took me okay so admittedly this entire album it did take me a long time to get into i think maybe three or four entire listens but i haven't really listened to system of a down really at all aside from what has been presented to me um I, my, my second note literally just says, where do I even start? Honestly, like there's just, yeah. But every time I heard this track, it felt shorter and shorter and maybe I was starting to like it at that point.
0: Well, that's kind of the thing. The more exposure to this album, the songs feel long at first, but then you realize how short a lot of the longest song in this album, if you don't count the secret track after aerials is a forest at like four minutes long. So, I mean, like it's a relatively short album to get through.
1: Yeah. It was pretty easy. And like you said, like they did seem fairly long until you really, you become familiar with what you're going to hear next. And then you're like, Oh, I like that. paw. fuck it's over. God damn it. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I, uh, I didn't didn't mind it Um, when the song kicks in. I find the music great until the verses come in and the guitar seems very wonky and off kilter. But like, yeah, (laughs) and and I, I know that everything obviously is done on purpose. But when it does feel wonky, I always wonder what the thought behind that is. Like, is it just a oh, I think this sounds cool or is there sort of a representation behind that like is it done for a specific reason
0: i feel like it's probably just done uh just to kind of stand out on its own a little bit Mm -hmm. because like a lot of the lower chuggier parts of this album kind of sound similar but the thing is like then you have things like that make the song pop out a little more so it definitely does make it feel a little different
1: yeah
0: yeah um i do love the pacing of the verse altogether. it's like it's not too heavy or anything like that but then you got those like really fast like uh like 30 second notes or something like that or i think the Maybe even 16th notes, I don't know. Depends on the tempo of the song, but I love it anyways. Um, I I love how every instrument in the verse is doing its own thing as well. Like everything is just kind of, you can actually kind of hear them in the room. If you just like kind of close your eyes and imagine you can kind of like one person's here. The other two are here. One person's back here. It's like you hear them all doing their own thing. I like that. But also, too, like a blanket statement for the entire album that I'll just bring up now. It's just like the production is fantastic in this album. Mm-hmm. And again, that's probably Rick Rubin just adding his touch to everything like that because he's usually pretty good for whatever he does. Uh, just an excellent tone on everything altogether. So I don't know. There's a lot about this song that I like that I'll find in many other songs on this album.
1: Yeah, um, I, I do mention it in a couple songs coming up. But, uh when whenever somebody doesn't listen to a banner, they're not part of that fandom and they're kind of like, oh, all their songs sound the same, blah, blah, blah. That's what I thought the first couple of listens because I'm not f- as familiar with sort of the nuances or sort of the the differences that you can point out from different songs. So to me, the whole like chugging guitars, I'm like, yeah, that broad paintbrush over the whole album or, or this sort of, signature sound sort of is really on display through a whole 14 songs um but with this one this one in particular it's admittedly repetitive which definitely comes up uh with these a lot shorter songs yeah but somehow this one wasn't annoying at all And it is difficult to not listen to the lyrics because they are done so clearly and they're just, they're really in your face. Um, I feel uncomfortable with it, but I think that's the point, you know?
0: Yeah, because lyrically the song is just about uh, like, they they even mention it straight up in the song. It's just like the unfairness of mandatory yeah. sentences. Um to anyone new to the podcast, we don't usually do lyrical breakdowns at all. Yeah. Uh sometimes when it's this obvious we can bring it up, but we don't like dive into the lyrics. So yeah, yeah. just They'll gonna like, bring that up real their... quick, because uh Serge and Darren write some very prolific lyrics, very political lyrics. Yeah. And obviously being Armenian Armenian Americans, they they've written many songs about the genocide and the mistreatment of the Armenian people, so yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot to unpack, and so even more so why we wouldn't dig into the lyrics, especially because like you know, Savannah and I have full time jobs outside of this podcast, so we 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 can only dedicate so much time to reviewing an album, and getting to the lyrics would be a whole other section and just like make, make everything so much longer.
1: And something with the the topics such as this, it's like I I don't feel comfortable. I guess, really discussing it or giving my opinion on it. When one, I am highly uneducated Two, there is probably a lot, like you said, a lot to unpack here, not only researching what it is they're writing about sort of the mindset they were in when they wrote it, what was going on in the world. And it's just like something like this, something, even just something remotely political uh, hands off. (laughs) I'm out of here. No, thanks.
0: For so. the most part, I will say for the most part, the lyrics to the song are still te- uh, technically relevant today. Yeah. Minus a few pod. things because like obviously pod has been legalized in more areas, especially in the United States, not everywhere, yeah. but most places in the United States. But yeah, like this because they do mention the song you like minor drug offenders are like just get thrown in jail for no reason. where meanwhile, like other people who should be in prison aren't type things. Yeah. So like, I don't know, uh, but that's kind of the lyrical breakdown of that, I guess, even though we don't do yeah. it. <laughs>
1: Well, going back to the sound of the song, I just I really like the the spoken word part where it just feels like he's sort of reciting, like just reciting something. You know, I I kind of just imagine um, the music being written first and then him just grabbing something and starting to read it and is like, yep, that fits. That's what we're doing. But uh, I think his voice is great for just just uh, not singing or vocalizing, but really just talking.
0: Kind of like it doing slam good. poetry in a way.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it sounded great. <laughs>
0: he he does that a lot in System of Down songs, like across their discography, which admittedly isn't that big. It's like five, maybe six albums, I think. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five albums if you count the double album. Okay, there you go. Yeah. But yeah, he does that a lot too. But it, obviously, it suits him, and he's very vocal about like what he's passionate about. And like again, Darren writes the lyrics too, the guitarist. So I mean, mm-hmm. and they both have similar ideas for that. Although obviously they're like most. Like songwriting duos, they both have an ego that are just too big for ah, each other yes. and eventually drift away. That happened with system of a down going down uh, the road. So ta-da. There's yeah. your Paul and John. There's your Liam and Noel. There's like a enter insert songwriting yeah. team here.
1: Yeah, shit. Uh
0: Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh okay. my God,
1: too big for his britches.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh the only other thing I have to say is like, um, there's a lot of portions of this album where, like, the middle section is some of the best music, in my opinion. And yeah. this song is the the first instance of that. And being the first song, it's great. Because it's, it's, like, this big, heavy, chuggy breakdown in the middle with, yeah, that kind of, like, almost spoken, yelling word type vocalize, vocalizing that I really like. And you can just tell this one would get a crowd going, too. It's just, like, it's perfect for it. But, yeah, like, this is one of many awesome middle sections this album has. Yeah. Cool. I really enjoy it. Alrighty then, we'll move on to song number two now, Needles.
1: I really like the smooth transition into this song. Uh, I find that throughout the whole album, even another broad statement, the transition from song to song, it it kind of reads like a concept album, whether it is or not, whether it's just sort of a broad idea. But everything flows into the songs around it. And I really like that. There's no awkward pauses or anything weird. So that was cool. And uh, I found the drum rolls in this just very pleasant to listen to.
0: Mm -hmm. There was kind of a lot that I found pleasant about it. Um, One of my favorite things, though, is like the opening guitar riff. Where you have like this slow pace kind of drumming in this like fast 16th note picking, though. It's like kind of like a gallop style of picking that I yeah. really, really enjoy. I love how heavy that is. That's one of my favorite things about the song. And just like this quick like des- descending like riff on the uh, the neck there, just doing this. So like I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And I also really love how super catchy the chorus is and how super singable the refrain is. Pull the oh, tape yeah. out <laughs> of your ass. like
1: Oh, God.
0: Again, and also with the chant of "Hey!" at the end of the refrain, like that, you're again, you're asking for crowd participation at that point.
1: Oh yeah, I I mentioned the "Hey!" Um, I feel that's a surefire way to make something feel like a movement. You know, where it's like you're uh, you're saying, then you're getting everybody with you. Didn't realize that that was the line preceding it, and uh, yeah, you no, know what I still stand behind. That's it. fine. <laughs>
0: um. Again, though, with the uh, with the middle of this track too, just another song that's able to do it well. I like how it brings everything down kind of quieter. It's one of the first real settling points that we have, and there's not many of those in this album too. No. Like the, this album gets pretty loud and pretty fast, like quite often. Like it just it's constantly crazy. I think no. it sounds great, and Darren singing this part in the middle of the song, uh, he's got a great voice for it too. Um, It's it's funny, so when I was younger, a lot of people I know who like System when I was younger, they always wish that Darren would have a solo project because he's just a good songwriter, good guitarist, and he sounds great singing on the System of Down albums. Then he would go on to start Scars on Broadway years later, and it's just not that good. No. (laughs) It's just like, okay, you clearly, the solo thing didn't work. As a child, I thought it would be great, but now as an adult, I'm just like, I mean, Scars on Broadway is not terrible, but it's like, it's one of those things where you need your songwriting partner. You just do. Sir just solo stuff is not great either. Yeah. You need each other. Like that's 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 every songwriting almost every songwriting duo.
1: Yeah, it's like you got a built-in editor, right?
0: Yeah, so. you just someone equally as creative to bounce ideas off of.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I, I-
0: Oh, me first. Uh, I was I was really just gonna cap it off by saying, like, I'm glad that there wasn't a final verse in this song. Uh yeah. like it's only three minutes and 12 seconds, short enough. So I'm glad that there wasn't, I'm glad it just capped off with the final chorus. Really cool. So this song got points for that.
1: Um, just jumping off that, uh, I definitely agree not only with this song, but with many others. Um the most common gripe uh I find well, okay, not even common. I have a lot of gripes. Um but I find that some songs will go sort of over what they should be. They, they kind of say what they're saying. And then as you're trying to usher them out the door, they're like, oh, and I forgot to tell you. And you're like, just leave the house, please just go. I want to go to bed. But this one, it's like, OK, see ya. And then they walk away and that's it. It's gone. And I'm like, OK, this is this is great. This is fine.
0: It's like every song on this album knows not to overstay its welcome. Like, it gives you what it gives you, and it doesn't unnecessarily drag itself on. And if it does drag itself on, it's, there's something meaningful behind it. And, yeah. like, you're kind of glad that they did, almost.
1: Yeah, yeah. There are some some coming up that are very repetitive, and you're like, okay, we could have cut a little bit off. But they're still short enough that by the time you think that, it's over. It's fine.
0: Just kind of putting my X's and question marks down, as I always do. <laughs> okay. Uh, we will move on then to song number three, Dear Dance.
1: Please be my guest.
0: The first thing I'll point out is one thing I always like. It's This is like a really good um, idea of creative writing is the opening riff, how it's like that's kind of like slide riff on the guitar. Then it ends in a harmonic. Or whatever. Yeah. But like, I, I, I think that's really cool because it, you don't really see like songs written like that, I guess. Cause it's, it's like riff base of like, go to this chord, then go to this chord, this chord. Whereas mm-hmm. like, this is just kind of sliding all over the place. I really like it's unorthodox, but like really fitting though. So I don't know. It's a lot of fun to listen to.
1: Yeah. I I found that the beginning just to me, again, someone who's like, Oh, all these songs sound the same. Cause I really haven't gotten it yet. Um, I found that the beginning was sort of similar to me, um, to the first track. Um, this is where I started to feel like this is a signature sound. Um, they, they really have something and obviously any guitar player, any drummer, you're going to have a style, but I feel like it's quite evident that they do. Um, not saying that's a negative thing, just an observation, um, In the last song, you had mentioned uh, it's Darren, right, the guitarist? Yes. Um, That uh, you like his voice. I'm still up in the air with it. I find that both voices are highly contrasting, so it's kind of it's a little jarring sometimes because one's very clear and the other one's sort of not as much most of the time. You should
0: hear Darren live. He goes, he goes nuts. Oh yeah. (laughs) It is not clean live. Like he goes insane.
1: Yeah, because just listening to it here and and a couple of the other songs, I guess, off of other albums that I've heard, um, they all sound fairly similar. But in this song in particular, I find that the voices sound much more harmonious in this one. And I liked that dynamic uh, more than the last one. So that was a plus. And I'm glad that it came so soon after.
0: And there's a lot of songs with like excellent harmonies, though, which we will kind of get to as they come up. Because, yeah, like yeah. I do make, I, I note them when they come, like when I'm really kind of taken back by them. Yeah. I, I will mention it. Um, Again, the song has like great pacing to it. It hasn't slowed down a whole lot yet. We're only three songs in, but also time-wise too. Again, it's like I think we're like eight to eight and a half minutes into this album. Three songs in, so it doesn't really bother me too much that we haven't slowed down yet. It still seems pretty early, and you're still getting into it, so I'm fine with like the the relentless fast pacing so far. Yeah. It does kind of slow down eventually, like a little bit. So you still got that to look forward to. And again, with these middle bridge portions, my God, like it's almost, almost, almost every song has, and I just love it so much. They're so good, damn good at like writing them and like making them feel like a whole separate part. Like, I know it's a separate part of the song, but like it's hard to explain. Like it just, it feels like something outside of the song and they just kind Mm -hmm. of inserted it in, but it still fits so well. There's really beautiful instrumentation in the middle portion. I love it a lot. Uh, There's like lighter vocals that play like they, they pay tremendous dividends to the instrumentals going on. So I don't know, just I I really like these middle portions. So I can go on all day about them. And also there's there's a string instrument in this middle portion as well. It's a really great addition. I don't know what the instrument is, though. I was reading on some of the instruments that they have on this album. There's like, you know, obviously guitars, acoustic. There's a sitar. There's a banjo. Apparently this might be a banjo I'm hearing. I don't know, Interesting. but regardless, it adds a lot of like really good color to the track. So I just really enjoy it.
1: Uh, Regarding those middle parts that you, uh, you love so much. Um, I feel that is definitely an example of something that I just have not picked up on because all I hear are drums on every beat and just like chugging power chords. And that's it. There's to me, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't refined my audio palette for, for this type of, uh, I don't want to say this type of music, but yeah.
0: Well, in the bridge, there's no chugging at all. It's actually much more gentle. So it sounds very pretty.
1: Well, then to me, every song is bled together. Point me.
0: How sad.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, whatever.
0: All right, but yeah, I'll, I'll do, I do like the uh, the slow heavy ending to the song too. There's your yeah. there's your big chuggy uh, tie in there. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I don't know. I I really like the way it ended because it's been like a fast song, but then you just had like the boom, boom, boom. But like the guitars are super heavy and they're just like yelling at that point too. Yeah. So yeah, really enjoyed that.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it it wasn't bad. It it is something that I would probably listen to again.
0: You'll get used to it in time.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Alrighty then, song number four, Jet Pilot, which is another one of those um, controversial 9-11 songs, but even though, again, has nothing to do with 9-11. Yeah,
1: well, maybe they were using, using that as an excuse to not play this album because this album is critical of, you know, obviously government choices and, you know, politics and shit like that. So they're like, you know what, we're just not even going to,
0: it well if anything they should they should have used deer dance as that example then just to not play the album because i mean that song is uh about police brutality so i mean Ah. and uh, like specifically to american police brutality which guess what is still relevant today haha we're not a political podcast but i mean it's it's there it's there you can see it everywhere it doesn't really matter where you are
1: yeah us bringing it up doesn't doesn't mean someone's gonna listen to listen to it going i had no idea like yeah that's it's 2022 people
0: exactly it's all over the tv okay.
1: um this song i i don't really have much to say um i didn't really hear much of a difference from the last track um by the time i thought oh like maybe it'll change me it was over it's just over two minutes so i mean <laughs> it it really it came in and it left in a flash and uh yeah i I unfortunately don't really have much of substance to say. So.
0: uh Well, I I don't really have either, only because yes, it is such a short song. Um, yeah. But again, there's no slowing down yet. This is like blisteringly oh, fast and heavy start to this song, and it comes out of nowhere too. So if you're not ready, scares the shit out of you. <laughs> um, one thing I really like though is uh, there's like this slide riff on the drum breakdown that I really love. It's just it, it's so simple. It's in the chorus too. It's just like a pure metal sound orgasm because you just get like these open notes and then this like slide keeps he keeps sliding up the neck. I don't yeah. know what it is about it, but I think it sounds great. I've always loved it since I first heard the song. Yeah. Um. I love how short and heavy this tra- track is overall. It really kicks your ass before you get a chance to realize what the hell's going on. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just there's in such a short amount of time, there's a lot to appreciate in my eyes. Like yes, I can see why the song would sound repetitive. Yeah, but I don't know it just that. If you listen to their first album, I I have debated people in the past that I believe that's a punk album. Yeah. Like it, it's it's like metal adjacent, but it's definitely punk.
1: Uh, now, I didn't write it down. Uh, so unfortunately, I cannot recall what song that was. But there was a note that I was going to write down, but I, I thought against it, that it did sound sort of punky. But not for long enough that I felt worth making note of it without pointing out a specific time frame. Yeah, yeah. But as soon as I I heard it was definitely the um, like the the drum beat, it just it threw into something that I'm like, okay, that. But then it kind of went back into metal, but just having that little bit of uh, sort of punkiness, I was like, okay, I can I can see I can see this, and I I really like listening to like anti-flag and you know sort of more political politically driven uh i guess i, I don't want to call them pop punk but uh kind of adjacent pop punk music so uh hearing that i was like okay this is familiar i like this so
0: yeah and like what i was going to say about the punk thing too is like yeah i just brought in their first album because i i believed like that is it's a very heavy punk album That's i'll say yeah. i'll say that much and I think there's still aspects of it in this one, although this is way more metal, new metal, like this is what this album falls under, but there's still like touches of punk. And I believe yeah. that songs like this and the next one X are probably like the best examples of this, like not only sound wise, um, but even like just time frame, because again, this one's over two minutes and X is like just under two minutes, which yeah. is like you're like in the world of like hardcore punk or like, you know, 80s and everything like that. Like a two minute song is considered like way too long. So yeah, yeah. That's why I'm thinking like these ones are like the perfect, like no archetype's definitely the wrong word. They're just they're just one of those tracks that kind of sit well in that frame.
1: Yeah now now i'm curious about their first album
0: so oh it's so after, good it's so yeah, good i should have chose after, that one instead
1: <laughs> after after this i might have to check that out
0: i might go pop on the vinyl jeez i might just lay on my couch and like <laughs> listen to vinyl because i love it so much Alrighty then so we'll move on to song number five the other one i believe is like punk adjacent x just simply x or i mean it's also called multiply but just people know it as x oh
1: okay well that makes a lot more well sense he
0: also now. says multiply a lot so we don't need to multiply we don't need to multiply it's so a song well, about immigration, essentially.
1: Well, okay, that that I definitely got. Uh, definitely did not get the title. Uh, it is making a lot more sense. Now, uh, I found the part between the intro and the verse was the best. Uh, to me, it was the most interesting thing I've heard thus far. Although, I can't help but hear Puddle of Mud's Control. Just, I, it is a... disgust me. It, well, that's fine. Listen to them side by side. I, I don't think, want to. <laughs> I, I think what it is, is the first couple of notes are the same. So when I hear it, I start going into the other one. But this song, it goes completely like to the left. It's not the same at all, but it starts the same. So in my head, it's you keep going, you know. Anyways, that's just how my brain works.
0: You're on the device.
1: Uh, well, my next line says... Although that ends quickly, so I mean I'm well aware. But, but you, had, uh, you, you brought
0: up puddle of mud in yeah in this review. I don't like that. <laughs>
1: That's fine. I I bring up another band farther down as well. It's just certain certain notes in sequence will remind me of other songs that have the same notes in sequence. Sheesh. But uh, my my ne- my next one is just that growl deep. I liked it.
0: Oh yeah, uh, so. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't know, but I guess system fans would. But when Surge does that growl, he's mm-hmm. doing it like inward, like growl. He's not just like belting it out, growling like death metal. Mm-hmm. He does like, like. Does he
1: cough after? Because like I think of doing Maybe. that and it's hacking a lung out.
0: But he's uh, you should hear the first album. He does it all the fucking time. It sounds so goofy, but the thing is, yeah. it works. It fits. I, yeah. I, I could I don't want it to be a real growl. I just want whatever the hell he's doing. <laughs> and that's literally what he's doing. He's just he's inward growling. Like he's breathing oh in the growl.
1: Oh my
0: god. That's 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 the best part about it. Dang. Oof. that hurts my throat thinking. <laughs> Um, with this song, uh, I, I think we're t- we're gonna talk about the same part here. Like you said, between the intro and the the verse is the best part. Yeah. Where you get like the the slower chuggy part, and that kind of goes up on the like that two note chord. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that. That's uh, screw jet pilot. That's my sound orgasm right there. I love that so much. <laughs> it's it's always been so pleasing to hear that. It's always gotten me really pumped when I hear it. So I'm always excited to hear it, and like. This song to me, although yes, very repetitive, actually to me gives so much in such little time. Uh, there's like a really cool blast beat portion in the verse, which I think is really awesome. Uh, th- I mean, the chorus is just magic uh, like because it has that that same intro riff in it and everything like that. kicks a lot of ass under two minutes. And also, this song does a really good job in building as well, like right from the beginning. Yeah, Because like from the beginning, you just got this like drum roll with like the guitar doing its little thing. The bass kind of kicks in with a few notes, builds, 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 and then boom, just explodes in that one part. I think it's fantastic. Like in such a short amount of time, like this is just this is sounds like a song that would be on their first album, but just improved.
1: Yeah, I, I like this one. Um, I I don't want to, to sway you enough to put a uh, check mark next to it on the list, but I liked it nonetheless. Gotcha, i put um, a question mark. <laughs> I uh I did like the now I don't know if I'm describing this uh, accurately enough, but I did like the minor sort of vocal uptick at the end um you don't it, need to multiply yeah it kind of like in in a slight way it kind of reminds me of like a little yodel and it's kind of like okay it's like I'm a little interested in seeing what he can do with his voice you know if he can sort of you know just sort of add those little things um and during the sort of guitar squeals I don't know if that's during sort of like a bridge Solo or anything like that. Yeah, uh, I I swear to God, I can hear somebody on and off harmonizing with that guitar, and it yeah, makes that me surge, laugh. That's Serge doing I, it. Yeah, I absolutely love that. It it has this humor to it that every time I hear it, it makes me laugh.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I that, love that it. is one hundred percent Serge doing that.
1: <laughs> I love that. Uh, I wasn't sure if I heard that or not.
0: Because again, dipping back to the first album, you want to hear Serge do weird vocal shit? Go right back to the first album where. Yeah. Oh my god, the weirdest shit he's done is on that album. And that's yeah. the thing a lot concerning he does some weird shit down the road too, but I mean I they were like completely unhinged on the first album. Like it still <laughs> sounds good and it's like it's still written really well. Yeah. But just it's it's their most unhinged album and I think it's great. Just the way it's so raw and it sounds fantastic. But yeah, he does like a lot of like really crazy vocal shit with that too. Yeah,
1: interesting.
0: Like I mean if you th- you've heard the song
1: Sugar ooh maybe to hear it but i don't recognize the title
0: yeah i i I almost promise you you've heard it, but yeah yeah, if you if you go it's like what the very first single that like kind of blew them up uh and it's from the first album you can kind of get an idea for some of the crazy vocal shit he does in that song because he does have his moments yeah and it's, it's a really weird song too but i don't know it's fantastic interesting that's that, and this is this, so we got to move on now to speaking of big singles that blow the band up, number six, Dang. Chop Suey. Uh, fun fact about this song, this was originally called Suicide, which you can I actually hear Surge reference in the beginning. Yeah. Wait, did you say that you knew that?
1: I knew that. I, I've oh, heard okay. uh, that they had to change the title. So
0: there's conflicting stories knowledge. of whether or not the the uh, record label wanted them to change it because obviously suicide's a controversial name. Yeah. That or uh, there's also a report from Shavo the bassist, who said just like they were picking their battles carefully and they're just like we realized it wasn't all that good. Although yeah. Sui is supposed to apparently be a play on the word suicide. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Just believe what you want. There's no real confirmation anywhere.
1: And sometimes with stories like that, the band will purposely give different reasons just so they don't have to outright say it, because sometimes the ridiculous reasons are more entertaining than, yeah, we just thought we would do it this way.
0: And that or they just didn't want the label to like they they want people believing the label they're just like no they didn't tell us what to do we decided that yeah yeah they didn't exactly. tell us what to do we do whatever we want <laughs> you don't know who we are and meanwhile like hey this is your contract right oh it's starting to yeah. tear up. <laughs> yeah exactly so uh, chop suey yeah I mean uh, th- what can you say that people wouldn't already know about the song it's uh, I-, I can't imagine. Unless you were literally born in the last 10 years chances are you've heard the song more than once yeah uh, Super iconic intro like anyone can recognize it I'm not sure what the stringed instrument is that goes along with the guitar in the beginning uh, But it adds a really great touch like I know that they try to add some ethnic instruments in there Obviously I listed a few earlier but yeah. like I was looking on the liner notes and like even looking at like I have the vinyl so I looked at those liner notes It doesn't specify instruments like it just has like additional strings and everything like that uh again Darren plays sitar but that's definitely not a sitar i'm hearing yeah so like again it it apparently banjos on here but that doesn't sound like a banjo either uh it's not a mandolin maybe it's a mandolin i don't know there's there's different ethnic instruments i'm trying to think of that it could be but i don't know regardless it adds a really good touch a really uh, and like the the synth strings also do a really good job of like building the atmosphere into the track while it's mm-hmm. building into like the heavier verse and everything like that so i think that's really great
1: it is kind of opposite of what I've been hearing, I guess, so far. Um, and I know that I sort of thought it with a couple of songs coming up where the verse is a little quieter and then it just throws into this really heavy chorus. Um, but this one definitely opposite. Um, it's very nice, sort of calm-ish chorus, which is nice. Uh, I do like how differently this song started than all of the other ones. It was sort of, oh, okay, we're going to slow down. No, we're not. No, not at all. It's definitely uh, psyched you out on that one. But I I find this song... When you listen to it as a standalone track, you're like, what the fuck is this? And what is he talking about? I don't understand. I'm confused. Please help me. Um, But I find listening to it in the context of the album, it's much more easy to digest when you kind of know sort of what their sound is. Because you hear this, you're like, "Ah, it's just another one of their songs. But as a single, you're like, ha. I'm confused. At least that's how I was for a very long time.
0: I was going to say, you, you feel that way. But I mean, this again, this is one of the songs that completely blew them up. So, yeah. I mean, people heard this as a single and were latched on immediately. This song yeah. sold the album essentially.
1: Well, I think it was so much so different in comparison to what was out at the time.
0: Well, yeah, because like new metal was obviously like prevalent at the time. Like you had your corn, your Slipknot, Limp Bizkit, Mudvayne, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. I like most of those bands I just listed. Yeah, um, but yeah, like Chop Suey comes out, and like it's it, it felt like a weird mix between Slipknot and Mudvayne in a way, because like Slipknot kind of like broke the way for like. There were new Metal, but it was, like, the heaviest type of it at, that there was. Mm-hmm. And then you had Mudvayne, which was the probably the most creative new Metal there was. Like, I, I like their songwriting is almost second to none. But then, like, so this is, like, that in-between where it's, like, it's really heavy, but there's, a, like, a lot of, like, really cool creativity going on in this writing. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, I think the verse is written really well, too. Like, it's simplistic, but it, it's different enough so far on the album that it stands out as kind of, like, hinted at that you already said, like... It feels different from the other songs so far. Yeah, yeah. So the verse felt like that to me. And my God, this song is full of beautiful harmonies. As I said, I'll bring that up when it comes up. And this, it's good that it was in the single because like, obviously you got to sell the song and like, you're kind of showcasing both Darren and Serge at this point for their abilities. And they sound so good harmonizing with each other, especially in that last leg of the track too, when it's just like them kind of singing like, the chorus line, except it's being done like very differently.
1: Yeah, yeah, because they kind of like float their vocals around a little bit. They're kind of Mariah carrying-ish a little bit.
0: It's like it's like a whole new section. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like the chorus because obviously they're using um, like lyrics from the chorus, but it's like. It's like a reprise in a way of the chorus itself, like if that makes any sense. I don't know if you can reprise something that happened a minute ago. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: like that's what it, feel, it feels like a whole different extension of the song, but it works so well. And there's also yeah. a piano in that part, too, that I, I as quiet as it is, works really, really well in the background. It's like the young son hero of the track, realistically.
1: Oh, hell yeah.
0: It pairs well in the chorus and like it's just it's a really pretty melody in the ending and everything like that. Just that whole ending like. Used to give me chills a lot, not as much anymore, but I still love it just as much. So I don't know. It just I don't know how the the writing process was between the two of them, maybe the whole band, Rick Rubin being in the room, and like they're just kind of arranging everything. Like, I don't know what was said, but everything was perfect, whatever it was said.
1: Under that piano at the end is acoustic guitar. And I found that them playing together, it it adds this sort of depth that I don't know you really would have noticed on a passive listen but really like I'm listening to it and I had to turn it up a couple of times because I'm like what is that in behind because I thought maybe it was some sort of i don't know synth thing or w- whatnot but yeah it's just acoustic guitar under it and I'm like i I think that sounded really nice
0: maybe either acoustic good. or one of the, another one of those uh the stringed instruments that I just i'm yeah. not certain which one it is
1: yeah that's Did why I had to turn it up I'm like this sounds sounds well, different.
0: Because yeah, it's like it's probably the same thing that starts out the track too. Like uh, yeah. as the song's building up, it's probably probably the same instrument. I I, I don't know. Again, the liner notes are incredibly helpful on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, I and did. I believe
0: that um, Mark Mann helped with the string arrangements of this song too. And he's worked with like uh, ELO. Uh, Jesus, he's worked with a, some pretty big bands. I just don't remember, but yeah, like he's like a keyboardist who's been like all around the industry. Interesting. So I thought that was pretty neat. I wish I could have been more informed and actually said the other bands, but I just remember Electric Light Orchestra because I like them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right, so I guess we're done there. We'll move on to the next song, number seven, Bounce, another song less than two minutes long.
1: Oh, my God. It, Yeah. Uh, First couple listens, I was like, oh, I like this one. Okay, so again, uh, the spoken word parts, those are just – they're just my favorite i really like it maybe it's the frank zappa rubbing off on me here but i'm definitely down for the uh sort of chaotic music and then it slows down for this sort of circle circle story time so i i really like that and uh, i think it fits the music again like super well
0: so I'm assuming you're talking about the like the the kind of weird part in the middle when he's like, "I love to spread you out, touching whoever's behind." Um,
1: before that, um, where he was, I don't know the words to it, so I can't even tell you. But it's like, uh, but they only had one something, and then oh. something, something, and
0: I brought my I like Pogo that. stick just to show her a trick. She had so many friends.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just Flatting that part was hands. just audibly interesting, and I really like the spoken the spoken parts.
0: Like, a lot. Yeah, like, it, it's it's funny when he does stuff like this, because, like, there are some songs when you can, like, you would think to yourself, System of a takes themselves way too seriously. Yeah. But and then you then get to a song like this, this and it's like, <laughs> he's singing about his dick, okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, was... I, I was just going to say, like, because then you have, like, other future songs where it's, like, I fucking I've I like mesmerized hypnotized like terracotta terracotta pie. It's like, what the fuck am I listening to? Oh my god. Yeah, it wasn't until I think the third listen because I'm
1: I'm trying to listen for I guess the the music and sort of like okay get familiar with it. Then I start to actually really listen to it. Then I hear the lyrics. And I'm like, oh, I think I'm piecing this together. Uh, oh yeah, good. I'm piecing this together. <laughs>
0: There's no politics in this song. There's no. there there's no social situations or issues going on here. Just I have a dick and I'm, got, I'm about to use it. Like yeah. that's that's essentially the song.
1: Yeah. What first first track about groupies maybe? So
0: yeah, there you go. Yikes. <laughs> Although the, uh, there's a song about groupies coming up later.
1: Yeah. No, that that one was quite obvious.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I do like the background vocals in the verse during Serge's weird spoken word parts because like like in the first verse especially because like it's Darren with like these very heavily processed vocals just saying gliding through many hands, that's yeah. like the word he says. You can't really understand through the processing but I mean I'm aware of what he's saying. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought it would add an interesting touch to hear that. I thought that was really cool. And again, haven't gotten tired of these heavy breakdowns yet in the middle. Really like it. Just another great usage of it. Very fast track uh like time-wise and pacing as well, but I it, it was fun. I not my favorite on the album, but I I enjoy it. Um the
1: tone of the guitar in what I'm going to go ahead and call a solo cuz I'm not really 100% sure if other things are playing at the same time if it's really a solo, but the tone super pleasing to my ears so like you i
0: i found that is, awesome. is is it in the middle portion like during the heavy breakdown part
1: yeah quite possibly <laughs> there was <laughs> it was like a guitar playing but then there's another something with it um so i was like is this really a solo if it's something else but there's no lyrics so i'm just gonna call it a solo. if
0: if it is what i think it is that's just yeah. either darren or serge doing shit into the microphone yeah, Because live, uh, Serge will just scream into the, like, make weird noise in the microphone during that part, if it, if it is the same part we're thinking about. Interesting. So I can tell you right now, that's just vocal. Oh. That's just that's at, just singing.
1: At a minute 54, I can imagine it's the same part.
0: <laughs> yeah, very likely. There's not too many parts <laughs> to get confused in this song. Yeah. Alrighty then, we'll move on to the longest song on the album. My goodness. Song number eight, Forest. And it's only four minutes and two minutes. seconds, so long song much. Ooh.
1: Dang my my first note verbatim all right we getting into something good um I like the beat and I like the uh, the cymbal hits with the I guess strum or real chug of the guitar and the vocals all hitting at the same time it's just an, it's in an, an oral audible oral assault um either way i I felt like they should have asked me for permission before they did that. It's really
0: what it was. Yeah, 21 years ago they just call up young Savannah. Hey, yeah. uh got a question for you. <laughs> yeah, I I was 13. When you listen to this album in 21 years, is it okay that we do this? <laughs> yes.
1: Yes it is. Continue on.
0: Yeah, with the intro of this track I really like. Um I like there's like the one riff that's kind of like repeated throughout the entire song. It's like It switches back and forth between like a descending riff and an ascending riff. It's like Dan and 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 Like, so it goes back and forth. Mm -hmm. I really like how they do that. I didn't realize they did that for like a very long time after listening to album like a handful of years. It was still the 2000s, but I was just like, wow, I'd never realized they changed it up right right in the middle of that. That's so cool. Blah, blah, blah. I guess I was just hearing the one riff and being like, oh, that's cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I can see this being a single or at least well liked. Um, It seems very digestible in the best way that they can be. And I felt that this song was a nice break from the repetitive nature of songs half the length.
0: Perhaps, but I I think because the song is four minutes and it relies on the same riff a lot, I thought it Uh got pretty repetitive and noticeably repetitive. Oh, yeah. Not that it's bad. Like, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't dislike the song. I really do like this song. But I mean, like, being the longest song in the album, I was kind of hoping for a little more from it, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, it just just kept looping back on itself. So it was just one thing I noticed. I'm just like, oh, maybe could have done this, or maybe done this a little differently. But yeah, it kept coming back to the same thing, so. Again, I think not, not the best song, not the worst song, but I do like it. Actually, there's not a single song on the album that I, I don't like.
1: I think for me, it just it wasn't the same lines repeated in, you know, in order that when that doesn't happen, like, oh, some fresh air. Thank you. Where it's not just like, da-na-na-na, da-na-na-na, da na na over and over. I'm like, OK, OK, <laughs> I'm feeling smothered here. <laughs>
0: But what about Please. the constant uses of ten and 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 like using it for four
1: minutes. <laughs> it was fine.
0: You equated to carnival music. OK, <laughs> that's new.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, we have listened to Mr. Bungle and uh, Psychotic Symphony, and that's very. <laughs> you can't
0: list two bands back to back like that because I can't put cards that close when we do the callbacks. <laughs> so now I'm going to wait like a whole 30 seconds. If I wait just long enough. Yes, we did listen to Psychotic Symphony. There, there's the second card above my head. Pearl Jam,
1: <laughs> Brooks and Dunn, Weezer.
0: Come I'm on not down, doing any ra- of those cards. come
1: on down to rate the record and listen to all
0: your favorites. At that point, I'm just going to put like the actual like playlist of the <laughs> entire show. Just like fucking listen to this. Who cares? Although that just appears at the end. Do it. To the uh, special awesome people who actually watch all the, the podcast away- all the way through, I put that card at the end of the show anyway. So you should already know that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All yeah, right, awesome. so <laughs> song
0: number nine now: Atwa Air Tree Water Animals.
1: Oh, I knew that stood for something. I, Songs I about Charles no, Manson. I had no idea. Oh, okay, excellent. Kind of,
0: kind of written through his perspective a little bit. It, the yeah. lyrics were by Darren. I'll just say that much.
1: Interesting. Um, I thought finally a, a come down from the manic first half, uh, and then. Uh, I wrote what could be called a come down, I guess. Um, It's still sort of, it keeps that energy, maybe not as intense as some of the others, but it definitely, it does not slow down. Um, Even with the much heavier chorus, I still find the song quite pleasant. And I, I, for some reason, surprised this wasn't a single. I don't know if I've heard the song before, but the title looks super familiar.
0: I don't recall it being in anything, so it's hard to yeah. say. But you might have heard it somewhere. I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe someone was listening to it and you happened to catch wind of it one day. I don't know.
1: Yeah. But seeing this, I was like, have I heard this? It's going to be one of those, uh, what, Mandela effect thing. I'm like, yeah, definitely. And then just never heard it my whole Except life. it was
0: called Otwo or something like that. It's like, <laughs> no, it was Otwo. I swear. It's like, no, it's called that one. It always has been.
1: System of a downer. And system I'm like, of an up. <laughs> system of an up. Yes. Like,
0: it's like blatantly obvious like that's that's not even real <laughs>
1: <laughs> cover band
0: But yeah first off good call on it being uh, the uh, second half because yes this actually does start side b on the vinyl oh so excellent good call on that one even though it's past the halfway point so that's yeah. that's even more interesting um but yeah an actual calm start. like who thought we'd actually get one but here we are we finally got it yeah um th- there's a lot about the song that i enjoy um again i don't tend to skip songs on this album or anything like that. But I still do. I mean, I don't choose to listen to Atwa most more often than not. Like I have to be in the mood for it, but uh-huh. if it's on, I'll leave it. Um, Again, there's a lot of that. I do like, about the song, like there's the, um, there's those nana nana parts that kind of mirror this, the the portions where they say, All oh, the world I see before me passing by. Mm-hmm. So I like the nana parts because I think they're just great fillers and it sounds really good harmonized between Serge and Darren. So I really, again, great use of vocal harmonies in this song and this album. I mean, they're just really good for it.
1: Yeah. I, uh... The Now, I don't really know what to call this, but the vocals in the chorus, to me, they kind of add some interest, but I don't want to call them rolling R's because there's no R in the word. Well, I guess anymore, but he like rolls it before he says anymore at the end of the chorus. I like that. I think that's I think that's you don't care about how
0: I feel. I don't feel I, I don't feel there anymore. Yeah, he says the word yeah. there, so that's oh, where he's okay. I don't feel there oh. anymore.
1: Yeah, because it, it sounds sort of in between the two words where it just I don't know, it's kinda like a little growl, I guess. I don't know, I find those little sort of vocalizations really interesting because they're not overdone they're put in sparsely yeah. here and when i hear them i'm like oh what was that okay cool
0: cool well it's like the next song science too where he says spirit moves through all things and then he mm-hmm. rolls the r on that spirit moves through all things like thruh. like he just does that so yeah i spirit. thought that yeah that's really interesting I um Realistically, uh, two minutes and fifty-six seconds for Atwa, and I think it's the perfect length for the song because like it has some good ideas. They're able to flush it out without like, you know, completely overkilling the song or anything like that. And I do like the the buildup of the entire track too, because it starts quiet. You get like a heavier like kind of uh pre-course or whatever, I guess. Um earlier in the beginning but it just it builds like quieter and it gets build 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 and then you have like this big explosive ending and everything so i think it's really fun i so yeah yeah, there's there's a lot to enjoy about it
1: yeah i felt like the more i listened to it the more i liked it so
0: let's see what what mark do you get on my paper here
1: uh upside down question mark
0: i put an upside down smiley face actually excellent (laughs) i don't know what that's going to mean but we'll find out later (laughs) All right, so we'll move on now to song number 10, The Double Digits Now, Science.
1: I found that this intro just, to me, reeks like late 90s, early 2000s. It, the, honestly, though, the music alone was enough to keep me. Uh, I don't know if it has to do with that last point, but, I mean, I'm down for it. Um but uh, the music in what I assume to be the bridge at about a minute and a half in, it reminds me of a part of another song. And as per usual, that part ended up circling my mind. But to save you, I didn't mark down what it was. And as of reading this, I don't remember what song it is. <laughs> there
0: it's you all good. Go. Uh, I do mention the, the the middle portion, though. Like I don't know what to compare it to, but I, yeah. I definitely did make note about it, though. Um, I do like the guitar picking pattern in this song, too. It's another one of those like gallop style pickings that I just really enjoy adds a really cool texture to the sound. So immediately catches me. I, I love that much. Um, and again, just I'll just I don't really have any notes to the song. So I'll just get right to the bridge, I guess I just, it's these amazingly written bridges. But like this one specifically just stands out to me. So first off, I'll, I'll just point out. So there's additional vocals that you can hear, like kind of traditional singing in the background. Uh, I hope I don't butcher this name, Ardo Tensaboyasin. He's like, he's an avant-garde, like, Armenian musician as well. uh, And I guess they kind of brought him onto the album. He does vocals and he does like occasional instrumental stuff on this album as well. Uh, Overall, this section has like, Really, really beautiful string arrangements. I love it. The vocal melodies are fantastic, both like front and background are sound really good because you hear these like, ooh, parts like that kind of go on in the background that I really, really like. It sounds really yeah. nice. It's just it's a really wonderfully atmospheric portion. And I often find myself rewinding that part a lot So because I just like it so much. Yeah. But Yeah, there's like there's a lot that I really, truly enjoy about the song. This is one of those ones that like aren't a single, but I'll find myself going back to a lot. And like I love how the there's like an awesome ending that really kind of intensifies the refrain of the song. A lot of fun. Science, baby.
1: Uh I like this one, although it is seemingly simple. Um, I really do like the guitar in it for sure. Uh I did note that I felt that some of the vocal sounded a little aggressive. Um, but, uh, in the next one, um, they get turned up a little bit.
0: <laughs> well, let's move on to the next one then, I suppose. So song number 11, yeah. I believe the shortest song on the album, Shimmy.
1: Uh, the first note, I thought the vocals were more aggressive in the last one. This really turns it up. I like some oh, yeah. growls, some really, really gets you.
0: Yeah, I mean, it just kind of goes all, and I'm not even certain what this song's about. I never even bothered looking it up, but just something about shimmying until the break of dawn. <laughs> it's like, good for good for you, buddy, shimmy. Yeah,
1: it's part, <laughs> partay.
0: Exactly. Uh, this is a, like a, a fun, short, bouncy little track. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about it, so I honestly don't have many notes about it. Like this feels like it's probably like a, like a potential demo or a song used specifically for a sound check. <laughs> Not that it sounds bad, but I mean, just like, I don't know. It feels like they just need to, f- like, I've said this about previous albums, like in the past, like where it feels like they just had to fill a quota and it's like, okay, we need it like just under two minutes. Got it. Here it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're paying for this many, uh, pressings. So we have, you know, three minutes at the end. We we got to throw something in there.
0: I will say like in the verses, uh, I do like like the use of the tom drums and just how like fast and aggressive it is so like that's mm-hmm. really cool too. Um I should have mentioned this a long time ago. Like people will talk about Surgeon Darren and their songwriting and everything like that. No one really talks about Shavo because fucking the bass is nothing in this album. Yeah, right. It, it sounds like he sounds like he's playing a cardboard box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but crazy. I will I, I gotta say, though, and it's funny because Darren likely wrote and played a lot of the bass parts on this album because, yeah. I don't know, Shabba plays them live and that's about it. But anyways, um, I gotta say John Delman is, I said the piano was an unsung hero for like Chop Suey, like John Delmayne's the unsung hero of this album. I don't, I don't think that's like a, a big point to say. I don't think it's going to be like a debatable point because... He is just a highly skilled, like amazing drummer. Like, I couldn't imagine any other kind of drum lines making these songs. He does so much with what he's given, and just I don't know, it's amazing every time. Like, this guy is just he's not mentioned enough for how good he is.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you always have those sort of bigger personalities in the band that. They, they get all the attention because they kind of thrive on it. But when you're really good at what you're doing and you're sort of back there and quiet, and I find that with drummers and bassists in particular, because they're not really the most, you know, showy people just by, I guess, seeming naturally. But uh, I'm sure he's sort of acclaimed and uh, talked about within the, the
0: proper circles. I would hope so because like I don't see or hear enough people mentioning him. Yeah. So it's, it's just it's crazy to me that that's even a thing and like not 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 to like bash uh, their previous drummer, Katsatori, and that guy who had the lead because of a hand injury. Maybe he's a great drummer. Maybe he's a fantastic guy. I don't know. I am i didn't hear any of the material that he did, like the early, early stuff with this move down that he did. Yeah. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, like I, I couldn't imagine what this album would sound like if John wasn't on it.
1: I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I bet anything that he has made the cover of Modern Drummer Magazine, because if the drummer for Better Than Ezra can make
0: it, he can make it. I'm going to assume that's an insult because I'm not too familiar with Better Than Ezra. Uh,
1: they're like a, uh, I don't know, alternative nine old, you know, kind of like collective soul is really
0: uh, like like soft contemporary rock.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: gotcha. Definitely.
1: So if he can make it, you know what? I'm sure that uh, that the drummer here can make it. Unfortunately, I don't remember his name, even though you've said it about 14 times already. John Dolman. John Dolman,
0: yep. All right, so song number 12, now we'll move on to the title track itself, Toxicity, which when I was younger, uh, I... First off, when this album came out, I didn't know to- what toxicity was. I didn't know like what it meant. I didn't know it was even a word. So I kept yeah. reading it. I thought it was dyslexic, and I was reading it as toxic city. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's very much toxicity. <laughs>
1: That's probably why it why they called it that.
0: Yeah, just to fool a lot of people like dumb kids <laughs> like me.
1: <laughs> That's stupid, children. Uh, I found the drum pattern in the chorus. It just it felt like it was kind of doing like a little dance. And I, I felt like there was some movement here, and I like that. And it was really just the drums creating that for me. So I like yes, let's going talk off about John's said. work. Yeah, just going off what you said, that was my first note. I like that.
0: Well, realistically, when I was writing my review, like I was I meant to bring that up like super early in the album. But obviously we just got kind of carried away talking about things, like okay. you know, the album. <laughs> so I was like, OK, you know, what? might as well just throw it in now because I I, I want to do this before we're finished talking about it, because I just feel like he deserves some recognition.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, I mean, his work in this song, too. I mean, you could say this about any song, but like he. Just kind of on his own like wavelength in this entire song but everything he does is so fitting to the moment so just you gotta like you just gotta love everything that's happening there but yes the uh the very iconic Toxicity. Again, I'm pretty sure everyone's heard the song at least five hundred thousand times. Um yeah. I've heard many bands cover this song, specifically high school bands. I remember, you know, <laughs> being thirteen, fourteen, and like every local band, every high school band, like everybody really? I knew who played a guitar was covering Toxicity. Like I remember I mentioned that about Nirvana when we covered them and like how everyone did like Heart Shape Box. Yeah. Toxicity was the other song that no one would ever stop playing. <laughs>
1: Interesting. I don't think I've ever seen anybody cover it or anything oh, like that. Oh, be ever. thankful. Every
0: cover I've heard has been terrible. <laughs> like, no one can do it well, properly. It just It good. sounds like ass. That's funny. Uh, unlike the actual song that sounds fantastic. Um, I do love the clean riffs in the verse. I think they're, they sound really pretty and there's like a dual layer of strings that kind of really make that sound much more like rich but peaceful very pleasing to go through the verse and hear that, especially with like Serge's like soft vocals on the track. Like even though his softer vocals are like much more brief, they still, they sound really good when he's kind of like in his like calm, somber state, I guess Mm -hmm. it's a great settling point, which again, we don't get a lot of on this album. So you got to appreciate it. while you get it.
1: I, I found the guitar in the bridge. Uh, It has a nice tone. It was very pleasing to me. Um, I did hear the bass in this one very slightly, um, along with the guitar in the bridge sounded very chunky. And uh, that was the best descriptor that I could come up with. So I liked it. It was good. Fortunately, I don't have much else, but I didn't hate the song. It's definitely, uh, out of the singles, Chop be 100% the one that I've heard the most. Um, but this one and Ariel's being the last single, um, I never remember what they're called. Like, I know they say it in the song, but I haven't heard it nearly as much. So I feel like even with your exposure to this outside of the album, to me, it still feels new. And I, I like that. And I kind of want to hold on to that for as long as possible.
0: <laughs> I That that kind of gets me thinking of... um. It was a tweet, I believe, a long time ago by it's Rain Wilson, the guy who plays Dwight on The Office or whatever. Yeah. I believe it was him who made a tweet once that said, like, go back and listen to Bex Odelay for the first time over again and just kind of like, you know, I guess the idea behind it was obviously to just go back and like appreciate what that album is. Yeah. And I often think about that with albums a lot like that what I like I wish I can go back and listen to this again this again I, w- I would love to go back and listen to Toxicity for the first time. Like yeah. just just when you realize that you really like what you're hearing and you haven't heard it before like it it feels special. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But again that that feeling on me is 21 years removed so I mean I could still enjoy the album it's just that childlike wonder of walking to the album for the first time yeah. will never be there again so. I, I, I frequently think about that tweet all the time, and this is one of the albums that gets that for me.
1: Yeah, it's like the first hit of drugs, right?
0: Suppose so, that first time I got high, and which I wasn't.
1: Yeah, it just it never hits you the same.
0: Although the first time I got high, I, I didn't get high because for some reason my body was just like, no, this is nothing, don't worry about it. And so I was just... Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> I <don't. laughs>
1: your, your, body, your body put its own finger to your mouth and went, shh,
0: it's okay, it's okay. That or someone just like... Gave me oregano, I don't know. Oh my god, gross. Hey, I was like 13. It tastes like pizza. This is a great joint. <laughs> um I do like in Toxicity how the course kind of feels like its own verse. It feels so much different. So like yeah. it gives you something more to appreciate. It's like lengthy and wordy enough to kind of stand out on its own. Yeah, and so like it it, it makes it feel like one of those split tracks where it's like you have a song that's like called This and then like slash this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like when we listened to Tripping Daisy and there's like yes. a Can to Man Market thing, but there was like a song before to that. I can't remember yeah, what it was yeah. called. Yeah,
1: yeah. Our Drive to the Sun.
0: Yeah, so like it, th- that's kind of what this feels like to me. Um, yeah. And like even on that note too, like you, then you had the very last seconds of the song that kind of feel like another whole separate track. When he's saying like, When I Became the Sun, i shone Life Into the Man's Hearts. Like that yeah. felt like a whole different section of song too. So really cool ending, felt like another separate track. So it's like a three slash track.
1: Yeah, I like it. I have nothing more than that, but uh, I appreciate your appreciativeness.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> this, the, for, for this thing right here. Oh, look at it. It's so cute.
1: Well, there's like a there's like a, a hair grease stain on it because you've been sleeping on it for 21 years.
0: Yeah, there's like a bend in the vinyl itself. <laughs> it's like curved. And like, I tried listening to it and it destroys the needle. Oh my God. <laughs> or stylus, I should say. Whatever. Anyways, song 13, the penultimate track, Psycho
1: the bass at the beginning is so muffled that it sounds like I'm listening to someone practice in the basement. Uh, that was cool. I wasn't sure really what I was going to listen to after that. And then everything came in pretty clearly. So I was like, Oh, okay. Interesting.
0: Yeah. I, I do like the building that the, the bass does in the beginning. Cause like everything kind of catches on. It was kind of like an X, but like this one lasts a little longer, I guess. Yeah because you have that, yeah, that rolling bass that kind of starts and eventually you get like the the drums and the guitar to kick in with that. It's just building, 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 trying to work itself into something. And then, boom, it finally does. And like, I mm-hmm. I think it sounds great. It's very fun, fast. It's, it's very hyper-chorus, very catchy, though. I mean, like, it's very simple and I love yelling it every time. <laughs> I always enjoy it. Uh, the verses, like, get pretty, like, chill, though. Very quiet, very pretty sounding, too. I love how it, like, just kind of brings everything down. Between like between these bouts of like really insane chorus, so it's something to really appreciate. The song is not like an entire roller coaster of an emotion, because mm-hmm. again, you get the quieter portions, goes back into the loud insane verses. I mean, the courses. So I mean, like, just gives you a lot to take in.
1: Kind of reminds me of that Queens of the Stone Age song, where it's just like repeating the same four
0: words over oh, and over. Oh, feel good hit of the summer. Yeah, Make that's a team that's value a-, of like a damn marijuana, ecstasy, and alcohol.
1: Yeah. It's like the first thing I thought of when I heard this. Um, But uh, I I did mention this twice. I guess I really only have three more points. I'm really just going to bust right through them. Uh, The sitar was pretty nice hearing it during the guitar solo. This one has potential of being a favorite and I like the sitar. So I think the sitar stuck out to me. I really enjoyed that.
0: Yeah. Like was it no doubt that we did? Where I like I, yes. I questioned the sitar, and I'm just like, yeah. it shows up for all of twenty seconds. Why is it here? It doesn't play a part where, it's, not every song, but they do make it play a part in this album. So it yeah. fits. I I don't question its existence in this album. I'm just like, it actually works here. It works here. It works here. And yes, it works in this song as well, and it also works in the next song as well. So I mean, like, yes, it's 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 okay. a much appreciated touch to the album that I really like.
1: It fits with the whole theme and sort of their background and the sort of, yeah, I don't yeah. know, it, it's not a bunch of, you know, white kids from Orange County, California, you know? It's, yeah, it, like it, it feels they're, they're like all Armenian born, so. Yeah.
0: yeah it it just, they just so happened to like meet in school. And I, I think like Darren and Serge didn't talk for a long time because there's like an eight-year age difference or something like that. So oh, dang. It was just it just by chance that they happened to meet though, so there you go. But yeah, cool. they all went to like the same like – I, th- I believe it's like an Armenian school in California, but I could be wrong about that part. But regardless, yeah. that's how they met, anyways. Cool. Um, yeah, my only other point really has to do with like the entire final minute of the track uh, mm-hmm. because it's to me just too damn good. Um, the solo is really simple, but it's like very effective and appropriate and i think i've said this in the past uh about guitar solos in the show remember kids if you want to write a good guitar solo you don't need to shred you don't need to sweep you don't need to yeah. do that shit make it appropriate to what's happening in the yes. song like do not yes. go crazy if you if you if going crazy is part of the atmosphere of the song do it like one of my favorite guitars not like my favorite but one of them really two of them from the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, one is don't forget me of which three notes over and over again but because of what's happening it's it's perfect it fits perfectly it's called the song's called don't forget me the other one's uh, easily where it's not the most complicated solo in the world uh like there's a little more to it but it just it's so cool to hear and it's just it's so fitting to everything that's happening yeah. just again you don't need to go insane and psycho does it so well it's so pretty i love it so much Everything about it is so super atmospheric, like just the entire last minute. The synth strings do like a lot to kind of build that atmosphere too. So there's like a lot to appreciate for it. And I mean, the whole final minute usually just kind of gets a rewind for me, anyways. Like I will listen to that a million times because it's just so audibly pleasing to me. I'll sit there all day and just be like, yep, this is it. Yeah. But and just another kind of like fun little uh, off story here too. So when I was 13 years old, probably around the time. Well, the album had already come out, but like I got my first guitar when I was 13 years old and obviously I spent a year like, you know, just fiddling around with it. Never got lessons, just self-taught and learning how to play and everything like that. When I was 14, I learned how to play the solo of the songs. Again, it's not a complicated solo to play, but I was so proud when I learned it because <laughs> oh, I learned yeah. my first guitar solo.
1: <laughs> hell yeah.
0: And I and also I really liked that song at that, that point too. So like... You know, that was 19 years ago now. And so, I mean, the fact that I still like it just as much today goes to show yeah. like how strong the song is for me.
1: Oh, hell yeah. You got that, uh, that I guess, psychological and physical attachment to it because you can play it. You can bring that to life in front of you which is cool
0: and i'm not gonna lie like as if i was writing this album and didn't turn around pick up my guitar <laughs> i, I should have just turned this way there you go yeah. picked up my big ass black guitar over here and started playing the solo i yeah. actually did well like, once i was finished writing the review i was like cool in yeah <laughs> i love this that's awesome i i, I just enjoy it <laughs> All then let's cap off the album. And by the way, I just want to mention uh, going into number 14, Aerials. Uh, I'm pretty sure everyone's aware of the secret track at the end of the song. And on Spotify, it lists its own separate track, uh, number 15, Arto, or it's just the secret track after Aerials. We aren't ranking that one because it is a secret track. So we don't really count it as its own thing. Yeah. So it's just Aerials that we're going for. And
1: yeah, just as it's presented on your beautiful warped vinyl over there. Oh, poor thing. I'm looking down at it now.
0: <laughs> I just like how the like the audio listeners, if I keep picking that up and petting it, no one's going to know. Because <laughs> the ASMR be
1: like- aspect is what it is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All righty then. The final song of the album, number 14, Arials.
1: I love the vocal melody to the song. Oh, it's really um, pretty. Yeah. It's, it's always that one that I'll hear it, go, oh, I like the song. Never wait, remember wait, wait, what wait, it's wait, called. Wait,
0: wait, what's up? I've got to cut you off. Something just happened on my computer here. Are we still recording? Okay, good. Because I uh, I heard that and reconnect sound out of nowhere, uh, and I, I don't know what that was.
1: I can still hear you. Okay, and we're
0: still recording. I just... I want to make sure everything's okay, so... Yeah,
1: mine says recording it. Yep.
0: Uh, I'm just looking here. I feel
1: like this happened last time and everything was still fine, so... I. It didn't make the sound, though. I, I haven't heard that oh. sound
0: once when we've ever recorded, so... Oh, shit. I mean, we've had Zoom crash. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll come back and then just you, you can um, continue on after you said uh, you love the vocal melody. Okay. All right. Go ahead.
1: <clears throat> this song is definitely one of those ones where... I will hear it and I'm like, oh, I really like this song, but I never remember what it's called. And I really hope that this helps like sort of establish that in my brain, because I never know what to look for when I want to hear it. So I I that is literally my second point. I never remember what song this is, and I better remember. Well, it, if you don't, rem-
0: don't if you don't remember the name, just remember it's the final song on toxicity. Final song.
1: Yeah, I, I, I like it. I like it.
0: It's nice. It's also got a, like a really memorable music video, too. You got that like weird alien boy in the circus tent and like it's a very yeah, dimly know. lit music video. It's really strange.
1: I've never seen it. Oh, so because becomes,
0: becomes a weird celebrity. It's like, I don't know. It's strange. Ooh,
1: that's something that I get to live for the first time watching
0: that. Yeah, they usually have some pretty interesting videos. Cool. Um, but yeah, the, the there's a fantastic opening riff to this song, obviously. Another, what I believe to be an iconic opening because everyone knows Ariel's too. This might be the lesser known of the singles off this album, but I still think it's pretty heavily known. Because um, again, like back in the day, there was much music. This was on the countdown forever on Much Music Countdown. Oh. So I mean, and to Americans, uh, it was on URL. No, not URL. TRL, TRL that's what it was. Yeah, Yeah, with Carson Daly or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, yeah. I'm Canadian, so I I barely know this stuff. We had Much On Demand. Yeah, The Much Music Countdown, Much On Demand, uh, Combat Zone, all the great shows. Yeah. Uh, The money I spent on Combat Zone. Let's not talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, like... um, a great tone to the strings in the beginning. I absolutely love it. And this song, I have to mention it because we usually mention notes like this. This has final song vibes written all over it. Oh,
1: definitely. Like,
0: Psycho had that too. Like, it's like, oh, we're getting to the end. You felt that in that song, especially in that last guitar solo. Yeah. The Ariels has, like, final song vibes all over it.
1: Yeah, I actually never... I didn't notice that the first couple of listens, but if I kind of... He- sort of take this and listen to it as if it's a concept album it definitely has that sort of wind down but i feel the entire album has just such energy that this is a noticeable come down so really you didn't have much of a choice this is just it it makes sense
0: yeah and actually kind of speaking on like how this how it ends and everything like that you you compare it to prison song which immediately starts on this this very loud boom just like a yeah. punch to the face, silence, <laughs> and then more craziness. Whereas this one like flows off very quietly on these beautiful vocal melodies and just calm strings and just like, so it's like the polar opposite. Like flowy quietness, but at the beginning, it's like a loud punch.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: you, just, you gotta like how like from beginning to end, it, despite all of the craziness we've had in this album so far, it ended this way.
1: Yeah, it goes through the whole spectrum of emotion.
0: Yeah, and this is also another song that has really gorgeous vocal melodies all over the place. Love it, especially mm-hmm. that that final awe section that ends the song too. I I really like that. It's really hypnotizing to me. That just how just simple but well done it is. Like I don't know how else to describe it except just like goddamn. Yeah. No. Like and also yeah, sitar in this album too. It's quiet, but it's in the ba- uh, not album. this song. Uh, it's in the background, very quiet, but it's. I think of like a really much needed like layer to kind of make the song flow better too because I don't know it just adds that little extra something that makes it sound a little more special
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but overall I believe this is like an excellent end to what I believe to be an outstanding album
1: I literally do not have more to add that you haven't already said. It's as if you were reading most of my
0: notes. So. Well, to be fair, I could have written these notes a decade ago, and it'd still be the same <laughs> it'd damn be thing. The exact so, like, same. I, I, I wrote this review in my sleep, essentially. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I, I know, like, I don't know what, what kind of curtain I'm pulling back here, especially for the video viewers. Like, here's the camera, here's Zoom, and over here are my notes that I read for the songs. usually i'll look over and you can you can catch me looking at my notes it doesn't really matter it's not going to break anything but the idea is for this one i went off the cuff a lot for this one because i'm so it's kind of like uh when we did year zero like i'm so super familiar with this album that like i probably didn't have to write notes i only did it to keep myself in some sort of order because or else i would just ramble about how much i like the songs yeah um so but yeah just like i have my notes but like i could just talk about it on my own i don't need to look at things but just. That's that's the difference between you and me, and that's kind of like how I envy you in a way where you were able to listen to the entire thing front to back for the first time again, as mentioned earlier. Yeah. It's like, go back and listen to it all over again. It's like, I wish.
1: Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't have that ignorance, you know? You, it, you know too much.
0: Well, and that's why, like, albums like this, I don't usually listen. I listen to, like, once a year. Like, I'll yeah. go back and listen to certain tracks every once in a while, but, like, if I want to listen to it front to back, like, like once a year maybe maybe once every two years i don't want to overdo it with this album because it's like i love listening to it front to back so i will gladly sit through it but i don't want to overkill it because then i won't want to do it again
1: yeah yeah understood
0: it's like watching your favorite movie like you watch it once and hey well, i'll binge it again like next year and it'll be great blah yeah. blah whatever yeah yeah Ooh. Alrighty then. That is the end of System of a Down's Toxicity. We made it to the end of all 14 tracks. Again, not doing Ardo. That's its own thing. You can like it or hate it if you want. That's on your own terms. But we're here now at the end of the album. So, hey, thank you very much for making it this far with us. Sure hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about it. Sure hope you enjoyed the album itself. So make sure you let us know what you thought down in the comments below of wherever you're listening because there's comment sections or review boxes everywhere. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Let us know. You can also let us know on our socials over at Rate the Record Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. It can all be found at the dot Sage, let us know what you thought about toxicity yes please and thank you but on yes. that note you can tell us even more about what you think because now it's time for song rankings Woo. that's enthusiastic at least we had one last week a little more enthusiasm please
1: would you want this audio to max out there you go it's it kind of
0: clipped out a little bit there yeah, yeah there sure. you go
1: that's i, I like how it doesn't get.
0: like it doesn't like clip loud it like literally silences you Yeah, <laughs> so well. that's the best part
1: whatever let's
0: do <laughs> this okay anyway <laughs> I have no idea what's going on anymore <laughs> me neither. alrighty then so I guess just above our heads boom graphics have changed there are names there are numbers but there's about to be even more names song names to be specific because we need to put this in order from 14 to 1 28 tracks all together that I have to write in the boxes god damn it I hate it when there's more <laughs> songs more work for me to do
1: <laughs> well half of them are only one word so sure, I say,
0: yeah I suppose so and by the way I'm just counting I have seven question marks <laughs> I can't wait to get zero matches. You think, eh? Yeah, well, we got one last time. Yeah, and it was that was a Midnight Cowboy. Yeah, we all we all fucking do that. All right. And I like how even people who left comments also said Midnight Cowboy was the last one. It's like, yeah, fuck, right? I'm not alone, eh?
1: Yeah, exactly. Thank God.
0: All righty then. That's that review. This is this one. So let's start ranking songs now. So song number fourteen, Shimmy. Jet pilot. Jet <laughs> Surprise. Pilot. Unfortunate. Number thirteen. Pounce. Needles. Needles. Number twelve. Forest. Bounce. Ooh, close.
1: Oh ho, ho. It's not gonna. Ha- it's not gonna continue. Uh.
0: Well, it, this whole thing will have to continue now. Number eleven. Needles. X. X. Uh. Number ten. Atwa. Deer dance. Yeah. Uh, deer dance. Not number nine, Prison Song. Toxicities. There's and still there's still a little bit of hope. Uh, I'm not uh, number eight, Deer Dance. Number eight, Prison Song. Still hope. Uh, not for the next two, I can promise you that number seven, X. Shime. Number Shime. six, Jet Pilot. Psycho. Really, damn good song number five toxicity science okay we got two more (laughs) number four science Chop suey we have one more (laughs) and it's not going to match either number three aerials Uh, damn we are so good at this aren't we number two chop suey forest for us, and my number one was Psycho. Ariel's. Ay, ay. ay Zero for 14, huh? How disappointing. I always used to think that, like, in the earlier days, when we did songs with more uh, albums with more songs on it, we had a bigger chance of matching, and we did. We used to get like remember the days when we get like two or three at a time. Yeah, those were the good old days, huh? What they the fuck were. happened to us? <laughs>
1: uh, we became pretentious critics and became much harder on the songs as we go forth.
0: Possibly so. Yeah, we're getting, <laughs> I don't know if we're getting better at reviewing or worse. Or worse. I'm not ser- <laughs> i am not. It, it's hard to tell which side of the line we're on, right. but we're doing um, a job. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we're we're doing a job. <laughs> Well, we got one more job to do. We got an album to rate, so let's go ahead, yes. and screens now, and rate the album. Whoosh! Excellent. All righty then. The album rating screen. This thing is jam packed, but I mean, it's only going to get more packed because it's the point of having multiple album pictures on one screen. Hello,
1: B tier. What up? Yeah, think uh, so, eh? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, with I our track not. record, you would think, right? Fucking hell. You're going to need a, a magnifying glass just to even see one of those records at some point. Holy smokes.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly still don't know what I'm going to do when the B tier completely fails. Like, I'll have to go for a yeah. third row, but it's going to get so small to the point where it's like, I can't keep doing that. So, like, do I retire the list? Like, yeah. do I condense all those into one tiny box and just put it at the top of the B tier? Like, what do I do?
1: From the creators of Write the Record, you have the new podcast. The B tier, oh,
0: that's boy. all it is. We, yeah, we, someone needs to make a sub podcast talking about only our B tier albums
1: and <laughs> re ranking
0: Rate B-tier. the B tier, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All righty, then. So, yes, we do have to put Toxicity somewhere. Uh, and as you've seen on the list already, if you're paying attention, Faith and More is on there. We put them in the B tier as well, as that's yeah, what yeah. we rated that last week. But, yes, Toxicity this week because I chose the album, you get to go first.
1: Well, for having listened to this album for the first time in its entirety, really, I guess, ever, um, I don't really know what I expected, but I came out with 76.5. I don't think that's too bad, but my individual ranking is still in the fucking B tier. So,
0: yeah, look, yeah. At I- look at me. So before I say what my score is, and yeah. again, sorry, yours was 76 point what? Yep. Okay, cool. I just had to write that down so I don't forget it later. So um, before I say my score, I just want to say, like, obviously, i rated this pretty well. Um, And so I I did some math to know what we would need to at least be in the A tier. But not Uh, only that, I did math to say what what would constitute this album being the best album on the list? And obviously, oh my God. obviously, it's going to be a hard thing to wait, do regardless. Wait.
1: Did you do this after you ranked it or did you rank it according to your findings?
0: No, no, I ranked and then I did the math. Okay, good. Because no, if I you did Jeez, the math, no. I'd be like, what the hell, man? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I, I did right, my good. score. I saw what my score was and I was like, I got to do some math now. Okay, excellent. But uh, no, it's obviously not going to be the best album on the list, but... Damn if it didn't get close, because my score is 85.71, Ooh. which means A-81.10. 81.10. It's up there.
1: God dang, that is better than Mr. Bungle self-titled, but it is right below year zero by Nine yes. Inch
0: Nails. Nine Inch Nails, so once again. Nine Inch
1: Nails is still, still bronze medal winner.
0: Excellent. Because, uh, so I I originally forgot that the top albums were 83.25. I thought it was 82.25. And I told myself, if Savannah gives this album at least a 79.5, it'll be the best album on our list. You didn't give it that anyway. That wasn't too far off, though. No, but Shit. just uh, it would have been funny if something actually toppled those controversial number one albums from the fucking thing we had to go through for that. But yes, there you go, then. So the as of this recording, the fourth overall album, System of a yeah. Down's Toxicity, another Chris Chosen album makes the 18. Oh,
1: fuck you, man. And you know what? Compared to year zero, it is only off by point zero six. Fuck. Yeah.
0: Dang. <laughs> Oh, what a relief. What an actual relief. Not a B-tier album for once. The yeah. first A-tier album of season 3, A-81.10 for System of a Down's toxicity. <laughs>
1: all Chris picked you son of a bitch
0: you're welcome for the great musical taste uh,
1: like I I want to thank you but I also don't want to inflate your ego any higher than it is or else you wouldn't be able to sit in your chair you'd be up on the ceiling but, but like, I, c- geez, I can sus.
0: I can read your body language and I, oh, I yeah, know yeah, how yeah, thankful yeah. you really are so oh yeah yeah
1: well all right. right well thank you
0: tool and introduce you to bungle
1: okay I'm gonna okay hold on just to go off on a slight tangent about tool okay so now I hadn't really Listen to them too much. I really sort of like their sound, but I'm not like a fan or a diehard or anything. So at the job that I have, I'm I'm able to listen to music. So I'll just play Spotify through my phone most of the time. And a couple people will walk by me. They're like, Oh, you like Tool? I'm like, Yeah, it's not not bad. I'm fucking just listening to Stink Fist the entire time. That was my number one. That is the number one album. I absolutely love that song. And the more I listen to it, the more I like it. And I hate The fact that you picked it because many other number ones that I have had from albums that you've picked, I still listen to now. And oh, it just grinds my gears.
0: (laughs) Hell yeah. Ah. Pride and ego are huge. And I don't really have one. So now's the time I get to inflate it. (laughs) And by the way, can someone please request Lateralis? Thank you. (laughs) Because that means we get on the show sooner
1: says says the one that well I guess sooner yes but
0: says the one who writes the list well we both we both add to it i just write the list that's all that's true but yes, okay, we'll come back down to the system of a down now because we have placed it in the A minus tier. So we yeah. are curious to know where did you put the album? How did you rank the song? So once again, let us know down in the comments of wherever you're listening. Over on our socials at rate the record podcast, which can be found at rate You know, the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything is over there at rate the record.ca. Yeah. Let us know because, I mean, it's not often we get into the A tier. You found a rare uh-huh. episode. Congratulations. So Yay. please let us know that you agree at the hey, very least
1: little gold nugget in your pan. You found it.
0: The only people I know who don't like this album don't like metal. So I mean, like oh, yeah. other than that, people usually love toxicity. So I'd be very curious yeah. to see what people's opinions are.
1: I'm definitely going to check out their first album because it's a little bit more punky. I think that might be a little bit more up my alley, but uh, I'll, I'll come back and I'll let you guys know.
0: I I think it's great. Uh, it's, it's a short album too. You could probably listen to it on a single bus ride. It's like 30 something minutes. It's, it's Oh, short. thank
1: God. My attention span is just terrible. Whew. Thank
0: goodness. I mean, there, there's like a there's like a six-minute song on there. That's the longest yeah. one. But other than that, it's all just like super cool punk stuff. Beautiful. <laughs> Alrighty then. But yeah, uh, so th- once again, thank you very much for joining us today. Make sure you go check out all the uh you know social media stuff. Let us know what you thought about the album. It's all great. Make sure that you request albums too, because we want to do more request albums like we did last week and we've done plenty yeah. in the past. So please, down in the description below, there's a link. Again, Fraytherecor.ca. You can also find it over there. And don't forget to hit subscribe for YouTube because we want to start giving away records once we hit a hundred subscribers. So be a part of that. You could get free music out of it. That's awesome. Yes, my closet is just full of records. We just need to give them away. So please, please yeah, subscribe. They're, they're starting to warp just like my my toxicity album.
1: Yeah, like I need room for my clothing. So
0: please help me. You're, you're gonna like go down the street in a dress made of vinyl records. That's <laughs> <they're gonna be laughs> That would be together.
1: fucking cool. That would be awesome. <laughs>
0: All right, well, before we let you go so Savannah can make her vinyl record dress, uh, we do like to give a little bit of a sneak preview of what to expect next week. uh, And uh, Savannah will take over for this one next week's a special one, isn't it?
1: Now, it is an anniversary, a little hint there. But this band was pivotal in a movement that changed the course of music. They also have 11 Grammy nominations with zero wins. Now, I know that that's not too weird, but uh, I for me, the fact that they had 11 Grammy nominations was really the, huh, I had no idea. I didn't know that.
0: So we're doing the Beatles then. Yes. Shit. Excellent. Uh No. Ooh, yeah, censor. Ooh, I'm going to have to cut <laughs> that out. But yeah, even with that hint, like, as I mentioned before, I'm, I'm surprised that song title didn't win an award. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Maybe i will have to find out what that song title is next week. (laughs) So until we see you again next week, go listen to some awesome music like System of a Down Toxicity. Listen to it for like the hundredth time and we'll see you again real soon. So take care, friends. (laughs)
1: Bye-bye.
0: Song title. I
1: like that.